Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Now, there's a category of business consulting that's devoted to working with the highest levels of management uh, in large corporations to develop what's referred to as strategic planning. I'm sure you've heard that word before, that term before. And those considered expert in this area are very, very highly paid. And I don't have a problem with that. But what I might have a problem with is the idea that only large groups or organizations need strategic plans and that the process of creating a strategic plan is an esoteric one, you know, one that you have to have special knowledge to understand, or that it's only for the graduates of Ivy League business schools. Okay, no, you need a strategic plan. It doesn't matter if you're mapping out a career, uh, a solo business, small company or business, or a whole vast corporation or country. If you have the higher points of the admin scale, remember, we're talking about, this is, I think, the eighth installment or episode on our series on the admin scale, which I'm fulfilling at your request. Remember that. Now, if you have the higher points of the admin scale goals and purposes, then you need a strategic plan because that's how you're going to get there. And if you've been following along with this series of episodes on L. Ron Hubbard's Administrative Scale of Importances, that's a full name, or Admin Scale for short, then you know that the planning you develop to achieve those goals and purposes should be in keeping and in agreement with your policies, which is the third level of the scale. So this is the second episode on the subject of planning, which is a fourth level of the admin scale after goals, purposes, and policy. And once we're done with this one, I will probably do one more on planning, and then we'll go on to the next level after that. But uh, planning is pretty important. And I hope you don't get bored with the subject because, frankly, it is planning that bridges a gap between dreams and reality. And that's why I'm devoting these three episodes to it. If you want to attain your goals, large or small, you need to know all about planning, which is one of the reasons people are willing to pay a lot of money to those clever people who can really do it. And so why not be one of those clever people? Because it really isn't that difficult. There's nothing very intimidating about doing a strategic plan. Okay, there's a lot of mystique connected to it. It's unnecessary. All right, well, before we carry on, if you want to catch up on goals, purposes, and policy, because we've been talking about those, uh, which you should do, do it after listening to this episode. This episode will stand on its own. But we started with episode 39 of volume three, where we introduced the admin scale. So you want to go back to that one and uh, move forward from there, okay, if you want to catch up on this current series on the admin scale. All right, so now the article we're going to tackle on this was written by Mr. Hubbard on the 5th of January. 1983, and it is simply entitled Strategic Planning. So he starts out the article, What is Strategic Planning? Then he goes on to say, Although it has already been described at some length, uh, strategic planning is of such vital importance in the scheme of things that it merits more emphasis and in-depth study by those responsible for it. So let us examine strategic planning further both as to its definition and use, as well as its relationship to other aspects of management. So these are Mr. Howard's words. goes on to say this. 
The term strategy is derived from the Greek words strategos. I don't know how my Greek sounds. I have many Greek friends and members, and they probably cringe whenever I try to do this. But strategos, which means general. Stratos, which means army. Aegean, or Aegean, meaning to lead. Strategy, therefore, by dictionary definition, refers to a plan for the overall conduct of a war or sector of it. And he goes on to say this, Mr. Hubbard. By extrapolation, it has also come to mean a plan for the skillful overall conduct of a large field of operations or a sector of such operations toward the achievement of a specific goal or result. Thus, you see here his connection between strategic planning and, of course, goals. And he goes on to say, this is planning that is done at upper echelon level as, if it is to be effective, it must be done from an overview of the broad existing situation. So, all right, what are we talking about now? We're talking about planning, which is for the skillful overall conduct of a large field of operations. It's something that's done to handle a broad existing situation. Let's say, for instance, let's pick something that's fairly common amongst the members right now. I get a lot of this. You know, we're having a hard time finding employees. We want to expand, but we're not hiring very effectively. We need a strategy. We need a strategy for hiring and building our organization. Okay. That's a pretty broad field. Hiring is not just somebody sitting in front of somebody and interviewing them and hiring them. There's a lot more to hiring than that. It actually involves almost every aspect of the organization if it's to be done effectively. And if you're not doing it effectively, it's probably because you don't have a strategic plan on hiring. Okay, so you're not achieving your goals because you can't find the personnel you need to expand at the rate you want to expand. All right, we'll get more into that. We'll use this example of hiring and building up your organization as an example. But he says here, he's continuing to define the term strategic plan. He says here, quote, it is a statement of the intended plans for accomplishing a broad objective and inherent in its definition is the idea of clever use of resources or maneuvers for outwitting the enemy or overcoming existing obstacles to win the objective. So this is an important element of strategic planning, that it should be clever. It should incorporate an intelligent use or clever use of resources or skills or maneuvers. It says again, it is a central strategy worked out at the top, which, like an umbrella, covers the activities of the echelons below it. That tells us what strategic planning is. Okay, if you are trying to figure out how are we going to effectively expand, all right, we're going to start hiring some people. But it's so hard. We can't find anybody good. There's not enough applicants. Well, the problem is that you, as the leader at the upper echelon of management, if you're the owner, if you're the goal maker, if you are uh, senior management for that organization, you need to come up with a strategic plan because you're going to incorporate various fields of activity within the organization. For instance, how about promoting? See, hiring 
has a marketing aspect to it, doesn't it? You need to establish, just like you are if you're marketing, you have to establish a public. Who are we trying to communicate with? Who are our public? We want to hire roofers. Okay, how do I collect the identities of roofers? This is a marketing problem. How do I access that? How do I communicate to those roofers? What are the things that are meaningful to those roofers that they would want to work for us? This is a marketing problem. It's not just a hiring problem. It's a marketing problem. Therefore, your strategic plan would have to incorporate your marketing department or your marketing in, uh, individuals or if you're outsourcing it, which I don't recommend you outsource all your marketing, you should have someone clever in marketing in your organization, and that person should be engaged in your strategy for hiring. Otherwise, you just put somebody over there in human resources that says, go ahead and hire me 20 people. No marketing. You see that? Now, the other thing, too, is uh, if we don't know what their interests are, we say, well, we know what their interests are. They just want to make a bunch of money. That may or may not be true. You can only find that out by survey, right? Uh, once again, you're going back to your marketing people, or maybe you're going to your public relations people. You want to incorporate in your strategy your public relations people. You say, okay, you're my PR. You're my public relations person. We're trying to do a hiring campaign here. Uh, I want to have your thoughts on this. So the PR person walks into the uh, business and goes, well, you know what? First of all, this place is a pit. Who'd want to work here? Like, we need to clean up our image in this place. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, w would you want to work here? Just walk in here for a moment and pretend you're a new applicant. The place is a big pen. Now, you, you needed your PR for that. Now, your PR could also conduct a whole upgrade of public image program. That would integrate with your strategy to hire. Well, our PR stinks, so nobody wants to work here. It's not just the image. It's also the way our phone is answered. Okay, applicants are going to be coming in. All right, now we're going to have to incorporate the receptionist. Is she rude? Is she brusque? Is she brush off? Is she, you know, or he, you know? Well, you, now you can see that this simple, we have a situation here. We have a situation with hiring, and but it's incorporating various different levels of the organization all working together. This is why strategy has to be evolved from the top echelons of management. You, you couldn't expect, okay, uh, you're in charge of hiring, you're the hiring director, so now work out a strategy for hiring. How are they going to do that? They're going to walk over to the public relations person and say, can you, uh, can you do a public image survey and find out whether we're actually an attractive place for people to work? And they go, go to hell, man, I'm busy. I got all this other stuff to do from top management. So they're being directed by top management. Therefore, strategy has to come from top management. You get it? Thus, you have the derivation of the word stratagos, which means general. It's coming from the general. Stratos, which means army. Again, meaning to lead. You want to lead? Give some strategic plans to your organization to handle observable situations. Now, there's more to strategic planning than that, but we're going to get to that in a second. All right. So he says here now, what strategic planning does is provide direction for the activities of all the lower echelons, all the tactical plans and programs and projects to be carried out at lower echelons in order to accomplish the objective stream down from the strategic plan at the top. 
It is the overall plan against which all of these are coordinated. Okay, so now we have the marketing guys are starting to put together a campaign. The PR guys are starting to look at what are the buttons that our roofers are interested in, what makes it this place attractive to them, what turns them off. You know, you got your receptionist all grooved in to be able to receive those calls. These are all tactical implementation type projects. Here's our project to have our receptionist. Here's our project to hire a receptionist. Maybe we don't even have a receptionist. No wonder we're not getting any applicants. You know, this sort of thing. What about establishment? Who's responsible for taking these roofers and grooving them in on the job? You know, and then once we hire them, what's the point of hiring for a sieve where, you know, the hiring person's working his guts out to get these people in and interviewed and closed to work for you and then uh, they walk in and over the next couple of days, they don't feel very welcome. They don't really understanding what they're doing and they quit. That happens. So your hiring strategy or your, let's not just call it a hiring strategy. Let's call it our organizational build up and establishment strategy, which includes hiring, but it also has to include establishing people and putting them on the job and training them and grooming them in and orienting them to the organization and so on. So you've got all these various different divisions or elements within your organization. And if those things are not jiving one with another in an agreement, then nothing's going to get done. You, you might have uh, a dream to get certain things done. You might have a goal. You might have a purpose. You might even have policy on it. But if there's no plan, there'll be no implementation. And furthermore, there'll be no coordination between these various different elements so that you can achieve the objective. Now, you could say, well, that's for an organization that's got all these moving parts. What about for an individual who's trying to plan their career? No, you still need to know, well, what are your resources? You know, well, I've got a manager. I don't have a manager. and I have to bring aboard a manager. And I have, you know, an agent. And I have, you know, all these various different resources available to me to help further my career. There's groups I can join and participate in. All of these elements need to be brought together into a strategic plan for you just to plan your career. You know, there are resources out there, but how do you coordinate them to achieve the goals and purposes that you have that you set for yourself in your personal admin skill? Okay, no man is an island. Well, look at it. You want to be an entertainer, for instance, you've got to take into account audiences. How do you get access to audiences? All these elements go into your planning. Okay. So Mr. Arbor goes on, he says, this gives a clear look at why strategic planning is so vitally important and why it must be done by the upper level planning body if management is to be effective and succeed. What happens if strategic planning is missing? Well, what happens in the conduct of a war if no strategic planning is done? Key troops can be left unflanked and unsupported in key areas while other troops fight aimless battles at some minor outpost. Supplies and ammunition could be deployed to the wrong area or not forwarded at all. Conflict of orders, jammed lines and maneuvers, wasted resources and lost battles all result. With a lack of a plan, coordination is missing and it's a scene of confusion and dispersal in short disaster. There you go. That's what happens when you don't have a strategic plan. Okay, so let's drill down a little bit more on into this. We're going into the article further along. He says, a strategic plan begins with the observation of a situation to be handled or a goal to be met. Very important. What's the point of doing a plan just for planning's sake? What is the situation you're trying to handle? Is it a valid situation? 
What is your observation? This sentence is very key because if observation is inaccurate, obviously the planning will be faulty. So he says, again, a strategic plan begins with the observation of a situation to be handled or a goal to be met. It always carries with it a statement of the definite purpose or purposes to be achieved. All right, so we have a goal to build our organization up, our roofing organization up to 100 roofers. That's a goal we have. And the purpose is so that we can start uh, dominating the roofing industry in all the neighboring counties. We're already pretty strong in the county we're in, but we want to take over in these other counties as well. That's our, that's our objective. So that's the purpose. The purpose is to execute this plan so that we have enough roofers that we can expand into these neighboring counties and improve our service. Something along those lines, right? So he says it always carries with it a statement of the definite purpose or purposes to be achieved. Once the purpose has been established, it is possible to derive from it various strategic plannings. Then listen to this, very interesting. He says, strategic planning is actually a very postgraduate form of, quote, bright idea, end quote. This idea of a bright idea. You know, always when we're talking about planning, strategic planning, we're talking about bright ideas. We're talking about cleverness, clever ideas. And uh, this, I'm going to read you something from a, another article. This one is dated 17 February 1972, around about the same time as this one, a few years later. He's talking about bright idea. He says, handling, because a strategic plan is a handling based on a broad situation that you observed, correct? Or goals to be achieved. So he says, quote, handling must be within the capabilities of those who will do the actions. Handling must be within the resources available. Handling quite often, but not always, requires a bright idea. It is peculiarly true that the less the resources available, the brighter the idea required to attain effective handling. Isn't that interesting? So we don't have the resources. I mean, if we had, you know, a hundred grand to throw at this hiring program, we wouldn't have too many problems. We got plenty of resources. Uh, we could hire this uh, top-notch marketing team, and they could do all those surveys for us. And you know, this is this is if we had those kinds of resources. But we don't have those kinds of resources. We're actually just barely breaking even. That's one of the reasons why we want to expand. So, what resources do we have? Well, let's see. Uh, we don't have that many. So therefore, per Mr. Albert here, the idea has to be brighter, doesn't it? If you're, if you're trying to become mayor of the city and your resources is your hot dog cart. Hot dogs! Get your hot dogs! Uh, that's limited resources. You're going to have to come up with a pretty bright idea to become mayor, right? But you can do it. But the idea has to be brighter in proportion to the amount of resources you have available. So back to our roofers, say, well, look at, you know, we have a handful of good roofers. Why don't we start by surveying them? And maybe they even know other roofers that are like them. That's a bright idea. Let's talk to our, the roofers that we like having in our employ should perhaps at least know of other roofers that we would like to employ. So why don't we do a little project here? This is a little tactical implementation where we're going to go and uh, out in the field here and survey all the roofers we do have that we enjoy working with to see who else they might know. And we, they might also tell us what they like about working here. That'd be a good thing. That could give us some survey information that we can use to promote to these other roofers. What makes you like working here? 
Okay, and make then now you've got your survey. That's limited resources, but a bright idea on how we can do them. We can't afford to hire, you know, this marketing PR firm to do it for us, but we can get bright and we can do it on our own. Now I'm going to wrap up this episode by getting into a an important term that you really do need to understand in relationship to strategy, and that is tactical. So he says uh, later on the article he says strategic versus tactical planning. So he says, strategy differs from tactics. This is a point which must be clearly understood by the various echelons of management. There is a very, very great difference between a strategic plan and a tactical plan. While tactical planning is used to win an engagement, strategic planning is used to win the full campaign. While the strategic plan is a large-scale, long-range plan to ensure victory, a tactical plan tells exactly who to move, what to wear, and exactly what to do at that point. So you have to understand that the strategic plan is very general. It incorporates all the areas below it. It coordinates all those activities. If executed, it will achieve the purposes that it's designed to achieve. It will achieve the goal. But Generally speaking, you need to take those at those lower echelons, need to take that strategy and evolve their own tactical plan or planning to achieve their end or segment of the strategic plan. For instance, you know, go back to our hiring situation. So, all right, you know, uh, I'm running human resources and, uh, uh, Joe Smith over here is responsible for onboarding the new personnel and uh, making sure they're grooved in, making sure they're oriented, making sure they're adequately trained. So um, let's get with him now. And uh, okay, good. What are you going to do? We're going to be bringing in uh, at least a dozen new recruits, new uh, roofers. What's your tactical plan for getting these people grooved in? Well, first of all, I'm going to have to make sure their pay is all sorted out, make sure they understand the uh, basic company policies. They'll have to read the uh, uh, staff manual or the personnel manual that we provide all employees. Got to make sure they get through that. Let's arrange all these in a tactical plan and take them out to the site, show them the safety precautions. And, uh, you know, this is all going to be laid out target by target. That's tactical. Vital to the success of the strategy. In fact, the strategy being accomplished is the summation of all the tactical plans being executed correctly. But just doing tactical planning? no strategy, all you're going to get is an uncoordinated chaos. All right. So make sure you start out from after you've done your goals, your purposes, and your policies. Now you need to arrive at what are the, how are we going to achieve these goals? And what are some of the barriers and objectives and situations that we need to deal with? Okay, we need a good plan for that. One or two really good strategic plans. Uh, and then from that, we can derive the tactical planning. So don't skip this step. It's an important step. If you do skip it, you're going to be descending into orders only, like do this, do that. People are going to be running into each other. You won't have a smooth, coordinated uh, effort towards drive. You won't have a smooth and coordinated drive towards the goal. All right. Okay. Well, that's it for uh, the first part. Now, the second part is strategic planning. There is actually a checklist that uh, you can use to step-by-step step verify that your strategic plan is complete. Not particularly long, but it's not particularly short. I didn't want to try and touch on it in this episode. 
That will be our next episodes, uh, which will be checklist for a strategic plan. But for now, uh, you should have enough to get started on doing up some planning for yourself. How are you going to achieve your goals? What are some of the situations you're trying to handle? Let's get some bright ideas. Let's take stock of our resources. What are the goals we're trying to accomplish? What are some of the broad situations we need to deal with? You know, from that, we can derive a strategic plan. And remember, that strategic plan should be clever. It would probably include coming up with a bright idea. That's based on taking stock of your resources. What resources do we have to execute this plan? And uh, who are the various different parts of the team that we're going to have to incorporate into this? We better make sure that they're included in the strategic plan so that they can derive their own tactical planning so that they can make sure they handle their end of the canoe. And uh, we can make a coordinated thrust or drive towards a goal and ultimate accomplishment. So uh, anyway, there you go. Uh, for now, that's our uh, next episode on the subject of planning. And next week, as I mentioned, we'll tackle a detailed step-by-step -step checklist to make sure your strat plan is complete. But in the meanwhile, go ahead and do some planning. Thank you very much for listening. Please do give us a like if you liked what you're learning from the admin scale. Uh, we enjoy reading your comments. Send us an email at info at wiseeastus.org. We'd love to hear from you. We'd like to know how you're getting along with this. Hopefully you're not getting lost. I know as we get further into this uh, admin scale, gets a little bit more detailed, uh, takes a little bit more study probably, but don't uh, skip away from it because by understanding all elements of the admin scale, you will ultimately achieve your goals. All right. All right. Well, thank you again for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.